special Oscar Blues Brewery Showcase episode of... Brutal Battle. Yes, as you know, we do these uh, Brewery Showcase episodes from time to time. Uh, and uh, I think I'm going to potentially increase the frequency uh, permanently. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see how things go. But uh, there's a reason I want to do the Oscar Blues one now. Um, because I felt like we'd been waiting too long. They got knocked back many times because we were hey, planning why? yeah we were planning to do them for some time now quite some time now except other things kept coming up and bumping the episode and bumping the episode and bumping the episode what's and, more important than oscar blues well the, i mean some people would argue there are breweries more important than oscar wow. blues uh it's a preference thing but uh, I'd been meaning to get to it. It got bumped by, I think, Saver at yeah. one point. The Saver episodes. It, it, we were going to... Uh, it, no, it, it may have gotten bumped slightly by our trip to yeah. North Carolina, but it definitely got bumped by um, our Dogfish Head Brewery Showcase episode uh. because we went there. Uh, the Adroit Theory Brewery Showcase episode because they, they sent, sent us beers. beers. And the Quest Brewing one because oh. they gave us beers and we went there. So... Yeah. Man. It kept getting knocked back. So uh, apologies to Oscar Blues for delaying this. Especially apologies to Juice Trapeau, who is their head brewer at their Lions, uh, Colorado location, which is, I believe, where they do all their test batching at, at this point. Um, because I had spoken with him and let him know we were going to do a brewery showcase episode, but that was back in June <laughs> during yeah. Saver, and I did not know that it would keep getting bumped like this. So... Sorry for the delay, Juice. Um, so anyway, uh, we're going to do what we do. We're going to talk about the brewery itself. Uh, bear with me if I sound kind of more nasally congested, whatever, because I am on the tail end of something. But uh, I've, I thought about not recording this, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it for the fans. I'm going to drink these beers for the fans. For our one fan? We have many fans. Two? but. We're going to drink these beers. Oh, can we open one first? Yeah, we will in okay. a second. But I just want to say, because as you know, we have never missed a release. That's if you true. go back and look, there hasn't been a single week that we haven't put out an episode since it started. And this has been going for four years now. So, four years? Boom, yeah. When so, did you hit the four-year mark? Uh, I think the very beginning of January was four years. Oh, wow. So, yeah, four years of Brutal Battle. So, but what? Everyone celebrate and go listen to the entire back catalog. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Let's crack it up. Yep, we're going to start with the beer first. So this first beer was one that I had at the Saver Salon with um, Juice and Oscar Blues uh, about, you know, Oscar Blues getting bigger but staying smaller. Oh, God, I just cut my nails, so it's going to be tough on because it's just cans. Okay, so this is their uh, wheat beer. It's called Priscilla, and uh, this was their first canned wheat beer. Here, if you can hand me your glass. Do they, are all Oscar Blues beer in cans? That I know of, yes. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what I thought, too. I haven't known of any, like, special releases or anything. I guess maybe they let people do growlers at their brewery, so then those aren't in cans, that's right. bottles, but um, I don't know. But maybe they do crowlers. I don't know. I've not been to their location. So, this is their Priscilla. Like I said, it's a wheat, uh, what's the ABV on this? 5.2% alcohol. By volume, and this was one that I tasted at that salon at Saver. I don't, I remember thinking, oh yeah, that's a that's a good wheat beer, um, but I don't remember a ton about it at this point since it's so many months later. Mm. So, let's give it an evaluation. Oh, 
It's very almost clearish, but it's, it's got a yellow. Hazy. Yes. Is it just my light? Yeah, it might just be your light. It's it's not really hazy. Okay. It's pretty clear. I feel like it's a little hazier. I'm still saying a little hazy. It's fine. Whitehead on top. And yeah. what do you smell? I smell a little. You want to go? Okay. Well, I'm smelling a little banana and a little clove. But Those were the first two things I was going to say. But not heavy. Like, just real subtle flavors. Smells, rather. Mm -hmm. There's some honey on yeah. there. And you can get, like, some of those wheat, hay yes. aspects. Yes. Definitely. And it smells crisp. Yes, it It does. smells clean. It smells mm -hmm. like it's going to have that kind of, like, crisp snap when you sip it. So, all right, let's go in. Oh, I also burned my, my tongue today, so hopefully that doesn't mess with this. My fault. We were at Trader Joe's, and I was like, try this sample of this, like, sticky bread pudding. It's really good. Not Mine was not hot, but then as... Mine was scalding. Because the guy, like, was just taking the fresh ones out and putting them out, and he got a hot one. But it was it was good. It was I put good. the whole thing in my mouth, and I was just like, oh. Yeah. So anyway, the beer. What are your thoughts on the beer itself? Good. Light. Flavor. Easy to drink. Mm-hmm. Super light, but the flavors are there. Actually, I think all the flavors we yeah. talked about, that banana... The um, the little bit of like a hay the with the wheat, uh, it's it is crisp, it's light. Uh, what else? Are, the clove is in there. A little honey. Just for cu curiosity, Easy. I just went on to Untapped just to see what the rating was. Mm -hmm. Three point five on Untapped. Everyone's like pretty tasty, pretty tasty. It's yeah. getting like high ratings. I mean, it's solid. It's not one of my preferred styles, but. Keeping my wits about me, someone said, mm -hmm. ha, ha, ha. And then someone gave it a one star and said, shitty. I don't think you can say this is a shitty beer. No, this is, I mean, if you're, if you're approaching it from a wheat style, it is a well-done, well-executed beer. It's a good beer. You can't, I'm going to bet that person said shitty because either they got a skunked one somehow, or they um, just don't like that style. Yeah, someone said, all the goodness you would expect from a wit. Yeah, I mean, it's good. It's a, it's a wheat beer. It's a tasty wheat beer, you know? Yeah, it's exactly it's nice. what you think it would be. And I gotta be honest, like, the the flavors, as they all kind of combine, it, it tastes almost a little floral to me. Like, I could see that, yeah. Floral. I mean, the flavor profile is good. It's not offensive. It has, it's not just, like, watery. Like, there's definitely yeah. a backbone of flavor behind it. Yeah, but it is, like, a crisp, light body yeah. at the same time. But yeah. it's like a, it's like a medium high like it's like a light high body mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's light but it's on the higher range of okay. light so anyway so here's some information about oscar blues they have three brewery locations at this point they have longmont colorado they have brevard north carolina which we were not far from and they have austin texas at this point so three all around but they still have that small time feel which is basically what i was going over with the um with that Saber, uh, Saber Salon that we went to. So, um, it began as a brew pub, actually, in Lyons, Colorado in 1997, which is where I said I believe they're still doing, like, all the test batches right now. I remember at the salon, I was talking about how they wanted to do a coffee IPA. Dale was mm -hmm. really asking for a coffee IPA. And then they want, what was the other thing? Something with marshmallows, some sort of, like, stout with marshmallow or something they're trying to work on. So, 
that's where they do like the smaller stuff. I, I think that's where they developed um, Death by Coconut originally. So good. And then they had to scale it up when they decided it really worked out. So, uh, Oscar Blues was founded by Dale Ketechis. Ketechis? I'm sorry. I really am like murdering that last name. It's spelled K A T E C H I S. Catchis? I don't know. So, going forward, I'm not going to say his last name. Say Dale. I'm just going to say Dale. Plus, everyone knows Dale's Pale Ale and Deviant Dale, so you know who Dale is. Okay. Well, so, I mean, they might not know who he is. Well, right. But, but now. You know, yes, you know that's Dale. The reference of Dale. So, uh, yeah, some people credit Oscar Blues as being the very first brewery to can craft beer. Mm. Um, there's debate about that, though, about if they were the first or not. But I think it's safe to say that they really popularized it. They were the big one that really popularized. So that is a big thing. And they started doing that in 2002. November of 2002, to be specific. Okay. So, in 2014, I couldn't find anything more more recent than this, but in 2014, their annual production was 149,000 barrels. So, you know, um, and... That's all the information I actually want to go over right now. Oh my god, we're into another beer already? Yeah. I, I don't want to throw out too much information. The next segment of information is going to be longer because it's more of like their story mm. of how they, okay. you know, started up. Like Dale's particular story. You want to rinse me? Sure. Okay. Um, rinse the both of us. And what do we have next, Rebecca? So next is the Hot Box Coffee Porter. Mm-hmm. And it is... ABB's down here. Oh. 6.5. I'm yeah. excited to try this one. I've never... Well, you had love coffee in beer. I love coffee and beer. I don't think I've ever had this. I don't think you've ever had this. I think this is a new one for both of us. Oh. Priscilla was new for you. Um, I think Hotbox will be new for both of us. It's pouring pretty dark. Because I know that sometimes with porters, they can be a lot lighter on the body. Um, and their coloration would be a lot lighter, but this I just like way darker than I would assume for a typical porter. It is. It's very dark. It has that nice, like, tan bubbly yeah. head. Oh, yeah. Ugh. You see a little bit of, like, a reddish brown around the edges, but mm. you can't see through it. it. I mean, it smells like chocolate milk. Oh, my God. It smells like, I mean, it's... Yeah, there's a lot of, like, a lactic mm. milk chocolate to it, but there's also... A nice helping of that coffee on there. Oh my gosh. And it's not it's green like, coffee. It's like yeah. nice roasty. It's like coffee and cream. Yeah. It's it's almost kind of mocha-ish. Yeah. With like the, the milk chocolate and the mm. coffee going together. Yummy. And it smells a little sweet on the finish because of that milk chocolatey note. So I already went to drinking. Your thoughts? It's delicious. I think it's delicious. Oh yeah. Oh wow. The coffee is very, very present immediately. It's cr- like, it's creamy. It's nice. This, I like this a lot. Yeah. So I've we've had coffee porters before that um, you get a lot of the coffee, but you don't get as much uh, body with the beer yeah. that you need to back up the acridity of coffee. I feel like this beer is at that spot where it definitely has enough body to back up that coffee um, roast and the acrid aspect. Well, it has the, like, sometimes I'll drink a coffee porter and I'm like, oh, it's not enough coffee or it's not, it doesn't have, a, like, a thick enough mouthfeel. This kind of has it all and it's 6.5, 6.5%, is that what you yeah. said? Mm-hmm. 
it's nice. It's drinkable. You know, it's not like you're going to get drunk off of one. And there's a lot of coffee to it. Like, a lot of coffee to it. Um, the That kind of milk chocolate that we were getting in the nose isn't nearly as much as it is in that aroma. But yeah. it's right there under all that coffee. Coffee definitely shines the most in this. As it should, being called a coffee porter. Um, like I said, that the backbone it has, that, yeah. that body is very important. Um, and it works well. This is a nice beer. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like it. And it is creamy. comes off nice and creamy. I'm going to keep drinking and pour myself more while you talk. Yeah. And that and that's the benefit for you with this format. I know. I'm like, look, can we get to mm-hmm. drinking? Because I can drink while you talk. Mm-hmm. Although if you have anything to throw in while yeah. I talk, feel free, obviously. Well, I didn't do research like you did. Well, I know. But I, if you want to react to anything, yeah. basically. So, Dale... Remember, I'm not saying the last name because I'm going to keep screwing it up. So Dale was born in Alabama, uh, but at one point with his wife, he decided he wanted to move out to Boulder, and his wife's name's Christy. So he was, they were on their way trying um, to get to – actually, they were just going out west, basically. And when they got to Boulder, Colorado is when they decided, hey, we're kind of out of money, so we need to stop in Boulder and start making money. That's funny. <laughs> and they just kind of stuck around there um, because of that. So at that point, Dale was actually working two jobs. He was making custom backpacks during the day because they were really big into like hiking and outdoorsy custom stuff. Backpacks? Yeah. They were into like hiking, outdoorsy stuff, bicycling, stuff like that. I don't know enough about that. But what is it like what would that entail? A custom backpack? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean I mean I guess like Certain Pro- pockets? Or? Yeah, it's probably, I'm I'm envisioning as more of like specific like hiking type backpacks. Like, had, okay, so it's got this spot here for like a water bladder. It's got a spot here for like a compass, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. That's yeah. my guess. But so he was uh, during day making custom backpacks and at night he was bartending. Um, and while he was doing this, like he would actually ride his bike between these two jobs. He would end up smelling brewing going on and so he decided to check it out one day and it happened to be this guy named gordon knight who was the owner of a brewery called high country brewer uh, it was high country brewery at the time right now it's um it's current iteration is actually called estes park brewery so it's still in existence yeah yes in a sense it is um so he kind of started talking to this guy because he wanted to see what, what the deal was with this and you know, he was interested in brewing, Dale was, so he started talking with Gordon, he became good friends with him, and he started working on brewing. And then he decided, you know, hey, I want to open my own restaurant. So he, as he was wor- working on opening his restaurant, he was also working on getting his brewing skills up. So then he ended up opening the restaurant, and that was the the brew pub that was opened in 1997. Uh, and then eventually he decided, hey, like he was serving other beer there, and then eventually he was like, hey... I think I can start brewing my own. So he started brewing his own in the basement of that location in 1999. Now, his friendship with, with Gordon Knight was very important because that kind of kicked a lot of all of this off. And that's why you may you may remember that there's a beer they have uh, yeah. called Goodnight for Gordon Knight. Now, before that, it was actually called just Gordon but there was some sort of um, cease and desist that they got, I think. There was a conflict of trademark or whatever. So they had to change it. So they changed it to Goodnight. 
which was, by the way, one of the first Oscar Blues beers that I fell in love with because it was the first hoppy red that I'd ever had, and that was, like, revolutionary in my mind. And at the time, it was a, it was a big deal. Um, so, although the, a sad note to, to convey is that Gordon Knight actually died in 2002. Aww. Um, and he, this is crazy. So, he, I guess he was uh, involved in volunteer firefighting as well. And he died fighting Big Elk Meadows Fire, and he was in the helicopter, and they crashed. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I mean, a hero. Rip truly, this guy. Mm. Not just to us beer lovers for, you know, getting Dale on the right track to start Oscar Blues, but yeah. because, you know, he was fighting fires, he was a hero. Um, so they started getting popular after he started getting his brewing going. And so people were just kind of stopping in all the time, trying to see what kind of experimental brews he was doing. Because you need to remember, this is back in 1999 when he started releasing his own stuff at this location. Because where you you have to think back to where we were within the craft beer scene in 1999. Certainly nowhere near where we are right now. There was not a whole lot going on with craft beer. So as he started getting popular, he was just kind of like, you know, Maybe I can package and sell this. And from the get-go, he decided, hey, cans, I think, are the way to go. Which, as we all know now, since they've been so influential, they are the way to go. Because sunlight's not getting in, for damn sure. And that's the biggest enemy of beer. Because it breaks it down, makes it taste like crap. Um, It's the easiest recyclable material. It's a lot easier to recycle than glass. So it's more eco-friendly. And also if you're shipping the same amount of beer in cans as you, as you are with glass bottles, it weighs less. Therefore you're using less gas. So it's more eco-friendly, but it's also more cost efficient for the brewery itself. So all that kind of good stuff. So, but the, the huge break for Oscar blues actually came in, 2005 when there was a blind taste test done by the New York Times and they named Dale's Pale Ale as the best pale ale in the United States in 2005. And then that's when they started getting super popular nationally because people were like, oh, this Dale's Pale Ale won in this blind taste test. Well, I feel like everybody knows Dale's Pale Ale. Everyone does know. And you need to remember back then that was pretty hoppy for a pale ale. Right. Since then, it's definitely been you know, surpassed as far as hoppiness goes, but you have to remember the context. You have to remember what times we were in right then. So it was very hoppy for a pale ale at that point. Uh, And then the Wall Street Journal also later ended up uh, making a very big deal over the beer Old Chubb. And they were talking about how wonderful that is. So that started to gain notoriety as well. So fast forward to nowadays, and Dale actually now owns a bike bike shop. They've been so popular that he's kind of growing his his brand into other stuff. And he owns this bike shop called Reeb, which is beer spelled backwards. And there have been other businesses that have actually sprung up around Oscar Blues itself and its popularity. Like there's a uh, sandwich shop that went into an old Subway space, and it's called Old Chubway Food. Ah. <laughs> so, you know, because Old Chubb, yeah, so pretty funny. And you know, like we, like I learned at the Saver Salon, they're a big company, but they have that kind of small-time feel still, and they even kind of convey that with what their headquarters is called, which is called the their anti-corporate headquarters. Mm. So, there you go. 
And since we just talked about Old Chub, guess what our next beer to taste is? Old Chub. Old friggin' Chub. Now, Old Chub is one that I, I certainly wanted to include in this episode uh, because it's been a long time since I had it, and I used to hate this beer. I haven't had it in a long time. And when I say a long time, I'm, I'm saying I probably have not had this in six to seven years. I don't know. Because the first time I had it, I wasn't huge into... I rinsed it. Oh, you did? It was yeah. a little too rinsed. I'll rinse it again for you there. Give that a shot. Whoops. Um, so, when I originally had it, I wasn't huge into beer. So, I think it was just a little too much for me. Too dark, too high in alcohol. That kind of stuff. So, I'm going to give Old Chubb another shot. It is a Scotch Ale, and it is 8% ABV. So. Okay, real quick. I want to jump back to that hot box. Go ahead. So went on to untap to check into it while you were talking. Yep. Someone checked into it and said, first of all, it, it average is like not uh, three point nine on untapped. Um, but the one someone checked into it and commented, "My box is hotter than a badger's snatch." <laughs> okay, I'd say that's an endorsement. <laughs> I'd say that's a that's a really aggressive endorsement of that beer, yeah. which is nice. Good job. All right, so we have the old chub, old chub, old chub and it's like a reddish brown kind of. You can't fully see through it; it's way too cloudy for that, too dark. But it's like a reddish brown around the edges. Oh man, it's got some big bubbles on top. It's like butterscotch. There is a lot of a butterscotch in the nose. Some caramel, some straight caramel. There's a little bit of a cherry note mm-hmm. as well, and just like. Some sweet like, multi grain. I feel like good fruit cake. Good fruit is that? Is there good fruit cake? Well, I feel like <laughs> you know, like the bready characteristics, and it might have like the caramel, like dark roasty. Like if it's if you toast it, maybe with a little butter, and then the fruit aspects. Okay. I think your 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 point of the the bready aspect it definitely has that kind of breadiness in the nose, yeah. like biscuity, like honey biscuit. Actually, it has some of that in there. Okay, so you you tasted it already, right? Set. What do you think? What's that? Well, I'm sorry, I forget the ABV already. Eight. It's not crazy. No. It's not out of control. I like it. It's good. I gotta say, it's not like my favorite Scotch ale. I still think at the moment my favorite Scotch Ale's got to be Dirty Bastard by Founders, but it's good. It's a lot better than I remember it, obviously, because I hated it a like long time ago. I feel like it's a very easy to drink Scotch Ale. I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of other Scotch Ales are really syrupy. That well, that's true. And I don't. I personally don't like that. Um, so I think that's why this appeals to me a little bit more, because it's a little cleaner, a little crisper than some other Scotch Ales. It is, and it has a lot less of an aggressive cherry note mm-hmm. than a lot of Scotch Ales do, and yeah, like you said, it's it's thinner. It's definitely yeah. thinner. But Which, not in a bad way, though. It's not, like, no. too thin. I think with this, because there's a lot less cherry than a lot of Scotch Ales, you actually get a lot more of kind of, like, the malty grain sweetness. Coming in there. Yeah, it's good. I get a little bit of that butterscotchy note. I like it. It's solid. 
It's not my favorite of the beers. I would say it's actually my least favorite of the beers at the moment. It's it's a decent Scotch ale, but like I said, it's not my favorite. Um, Founders Dirty Bastard probably my favorite. All right. So, what's the difference between a Scotch ale and a Wee Heavy? Are um, they the same? I, th- you know, actually, that's a good question. I've not looked into that before, but I believe that a Wee Heavy is a higher alcohol content. It's it's basically like a Scotch ale turned strong ale. I okay. Think. I'm just asking because again, I'm on. Don't quote me on that because I'm just. I'm trying to like check into beers as I drink them because sometimes I really forget. And on Untapped, it says this is a Scotch ale slash wee heavy. <clears throat> okay, well then so maybe the all thing, maybe or, all Scotch yeah. ales can be considered wee heavies. Like I said, I've actually never looked that up. I never even thought. Yeah. To ask that question. Um, so on Untapped, this got a three point seven. Yeah. There you go. So pretty decent. Okay, so the last bit is not going to be much. So you might want to get ready to start. Oh my gosh! To, okay, yeah, to start drinking. So I already said a lot about Oscar Blues. Um, really interesting story about how they started up. So now I'm just going to talk about what beers they're currently putting out, hmm. as well as they're doing sodas. Yes, sodas what? in in cans as well. Sodas in cans. Yes, yeah. root so, beer. Um, well, I, I, oh, I will get okay. to that. I will tell you. Uh, I don't know if they are distributing their sodas or if their sodas are only available like at their breweries or whatever. So I don't know, but I would like to try it. So for the current beers, they have obviously Dale's Pale Ale. They have their Pinner, which is a throwback IPA, which is basically a session IPA. They have their Oscar Blues straight up IPA. They have Mama's Little Yellow Pills, mm. which if you remember, we had on our lager tournament and did really well. That's a really nice Pilsner. That's a very nice Pilsner. I like it quite a bit. Old Chubb, obviously, their Scotch Ale. The Priscilla, which is their wheat beer wit. Uh, Beerito, which is a lager that they do. Oh, I don't think, I don't I've, think had I've had that. I have had that. I've not had that either. It's another one we got to try. Their Gnite, which is a hoppy is that, red. I'm sorry, what kind of, what style was that? The Beerito? Yeah. It's just a lager. Is it like a Mexican style lager, I wonder? It doesn't, in I've seen it in cans, and it does not say that in cans, okay. so I don't know. I'm just thinking based on the name. We'll have to find out. But uh, Good Night, Good Night, like I was saying, Hoppy Red. Uh, Deviant Dales, which is a uh, Imperial IPA. Then they have their Passion Fruit version of the Pinner, which is, you know, Passion Fruit added to their Session IPA, or Throwback IPA, as they call it. Uh, the Hot Box co- Coffee mm. Porter, obviously. Death by Coconut, which is crazy popular. Obviously, it's a... Um, it's a porter, actually, isn't it? I think it is a porter. I think it's like an imperial porter with coconut and chocolate. It's just liquid. Awesomeness. It's like liquid uh, almond joy. And then they have their Gubna, which is another imperial IPA, which I remember that as being one of the first few super crazy hoppy beers I had. That, along with, um, I had that and then around the same time I had like, uh, to my recollection, Palette Wrecker by Green Flash. Mm. And those were like the super, super hoppy beers that came out. So Gubna really sticks out in my mind. And then we have Tenfitty. Everyone knows Tenfitty. Imperial Stout. Uh, Russian Imperial Stout, I believe. As I, I think they market it that way. I'm not 100% sure. And then they recently put out some barrel-aged versions of Tenfitty. So, so that is their current beer lineup. Uh, but who knows what they're going to come out with. Like I said, Juice... Dale asked Juice to work on Coffee IPA. I would love to see that. Um, and some other stuff. But 
Actually, I had to have a disclaimer on this. I did want to have at least one of their hoppy beers because they do a lot of hoppy beers. But we're having a problem in our state with freshness. Well, why not beers? Is it our whole state or just Well, our I don't area? know. Just the, our area. The few places least. that we've gone to. Um, so I gave Mike a lot of shit because I was at Wine World picking up some of the beers for this. And I looked at their hoppy stuff. All their hoppy stuff is more than three months since it's been canned. Which I'm like, what the hell? And I get, you know, I gave him shit about it, but he was saying to me that it has more to do with the distributor bringing it in, not all that fresh. Which I don't know what the deal is, if that's accurate or not, or if it's just not moving fast enough. I don't know what the situation is. I would think that it should not be the distributor because they have a brewery in North Carolina right now for the specific reason of making sure they can get fresher beer to the East Coast. So it shouldn't be happening. I don't know. Anyone on Oscar Blues, if you end up listening to this, you might want to look into it because at least in our area where we are, 45 minutes north of Baltimore, I cannot find any fresh hoppy beers by you. And it sucks. And I'm talking, I looked at the straight up IPA, I looked at the Goodnight, I looked at the Deviant Dales, I looked at the Pinner, I looked at the Passion Fruit Pinner, I looked at all of them. They are all old. Passion Fruit Pinner at this point is still on the shelf and it's like, what, like uh, 10 months old, it's not going to taste that good. So rather than have a beer that's not going to be that good, the toppy on the show, I had to opt for what we have. Um, not like it's bad. I was going to say, wait a minute. But the reason that I wanted to have a hoppy beer is because they do a lot yeah. of hoppy no, beers. No, I totally hear you. But and they're well known for that. Don't act like this so. last one isn't. Well, this last one I'm like super excited about. So, so what good. is this last beer that we have then? Oh, wait, I didn't go over the sodas. Oh, my God. Well, I'm pouring this. Okay, start pouring it, and then you can tell. Okay, so the sodas they have, which I was saying I would really like to try, um, they call them Bee Stiff and Sons. It's not under Oscar Blues, by the oh. way. So it's Bee Stiff and Sons, and then it's their root beer. They have a ginger beer. They have an orange cream soda. They have a cream soda and a black cherry soda. Mm. So all those sound tasty. When I don't want alcohol, I would like to try these sodas. So anyone from Oscar Blues, once again, if you do listen to this, hopefully you do listen to this, can you let us know if we can get some sodas? I feel like a lot of craft breweries do craft sodas, especially root beer. Not a lot. Well, I just Yeah. I've seen it. More, more than you would think, I'd yeah. say. But I feel like a lot of them don't can or bottle them. No, Carlin's already oh smelling god. this. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so it's the 1050 Imperial Stout aged in bourbon barrels. <sighs> Very excited to have gotten my hands on this. Mike from Wine World, I know I gave you shit about the hoppy beers, but thank you so much for the hookup on this barrel aged 1050. And it's 12.9%. So, 12.9, damn. Okay, this is a sipper. So, first off, I need to say... I am extremely, extremely excited and happy right now because I have been saying, maybe not, I think I've said it a few times on the podcast over the years, but I've been saying it a lot in my personal life. I wish Oscar Blues would bourbon barrel age 1050. I've been saying that for some time now. Then when I heard they were going to do it, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I heard they were, they were releasing it and then I heard it was mainly just at their breweries and I'm like, shit, I will never taste it. And then Mike said to Rebecca one time, she was in Wine World, hey, we're going to get a very small amount of the Bourbon Barrel Age 1050. And I was like, what? 
So here we are, about to make one of Carlin's dreams come true. <laughs> Thank you, Oscar Blues, and for barrel aging ten fifty. It does pour like motor oil, which <laughs> like the ten fifty. Regular ten fifty does that. Obviously, we don't really need to talk about color. It is black as night. It is dark. You cannot see a damn thing through it. And the head around the edge is dark. so brown, so yeah. dark, and it Smell smells it. like heaven. It smells like so much mm. sweet, beautiful bourbon. I feel like this is what Angel Sweat would smell like. <laughs> Angel Sweat. That's a good beer name, by the way. Angel Sweat? Uh, Oscar Blues, once again, if you listen to this, Angel Sweat. Angel Sweat. Like, use that. But it smells it, like heaven. But give Rebecca credit if you use it. I should trademark it. Mm. it okay, so... So what what specific notes do you get out of there? Well, obviously the bourbon barrel, just like dark roast yeah. chocolate, coffee, like, I, you know, just there's so much bourbon on that, and it's it and it's not just the bourbon; it's everything nice that comes along with bourbon. Yeah. It's a little bit of that oaky character from the bourbon barrel. It's a little bit a little vanilla, vanilla for sure, caramel, like a nice. And then there's that nice dark chocolate mm, in there. I'm drinking. But you also get, you can smell that it's almost 13%. Yeah, I get yeah. a little bit of a tickle from the alcohol in my nostrils. Um, but it smells like it's very, like all the notes are folded together very well. So you've already tasted it. Go ahead and say. Well, you definitely can feel the high BV kind of like breathing out your nose initially. It's just everything that you want in a bourbon bear aged stout. Like the stout is good. The Barrel notes are, it's just a well-balanced beer. Yeah. I I love bourbon barrel, barrel-aged beers. And the more that I was smelling it before I took a taste, I was getting a little bit of a raisiny note on the nose as well, which you'll get with higher ABV beers. But I don't really taste that. And that's totally fine with me. Um, I get some, some really, I mean, first of all, this is awesome. So, I... Dream come true in, in in a very good did way. Did it live up to what you thought it was going to be? Yeah. I mean, really, it did. And potentially a little bit better because I feel like the edges are smoother it is. than very, I thought they would yeah. be. It's smooth. It is way smoother than you would think a bourbon barrel aged 1050 at almost 13% would be. You can taste that alcohol. It's not crazy, though. It's no. really not. And it's soft. It comes off so soft on your palate. Carlin looks like he's like pleading his case <laughs> to me, looking me in the eye and with like these puppy dog eyes, just like. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> it is. is it it is. is. It's good. It's, it's good. I mean, is it the best beer I ever had? No. No. But is it, but is it really, really damn good? Yes. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. So I get a lot of. It's interesting because I get a mixture on the end of the taste of dark chocolate, also with like powdered cocoa sprink okay. sprinkled on dark chocolate, which is interesting. And I also get on the finish like a nice roasty coffee flavor. Like I could drink this all night. We're gonna drink it all well, night. <laughs> We're straight so, up gonna do that. On Untapped, someone said, I missed the cans, but I found it in draft. Happy mm. I did. It was awesome. The hype was justified. Yeah, no, this is... I want to have a truck full of this. OMG. Yeah. There's a little bit of a char. Like, I taste a little bit of a char on it. Like, a roasty char along with the coffee. It's, well, not along. It's separate from the that coffee roast. Yeah. It's like a little bit of, like, a barrel charred wood. 
There's so much complexity yeah. in this beer. And you get the vanilla as well. You get the caramel. You yeah. get the oak. You get the sweet bourbon. It's all of it. Someone said, oh, so good, smooth as silk, dark as death, almost impeccable. That's a good review. Holy shit, this stuff is amazing. Super roasty, super dark chocolate flavors. Bourbon. And the 12.5 is well hidden. Mm, that's so good. And the overall rating on Untapped is 4.4. It's a lot more drying than I thought it would be, though, mm-hmm. which is kind of weird. I wasn't expecting I that, but it's awesome. Um, the one thing that I that I was pondering before we started recording is they have it in a can. What is this? A sixteen ounce can? Yeah. Is it sixteen? I don't ounce? know. Maybe I don't know what it is. It's no three point. It's one. It's a pint. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So sixteen ounce. Yeah. So it's a sixteen ounce can. So these higher ABV beers, why do you put them in a sixteen ounce? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's the instance when you should be putting them in a 12-ounce. And you could sell more. Like, you could sell it to more people, especially because it's so limited and so special. And nobody needs to sit down and drink a whole pint of this. Nobody needs to sit down and have 16 ounces of this on their own. I'm just saying. Because it's so rich. It's so high. It's high in ABV. But I guess, like... For, well, like for us, we're like, oh my god, we were able to get it. We want as much as we can. This is probably yeah. the only can we'll ever have. We're splitting it. We want all that yeah. beer because we would be really, really fighting over a small can. We're going to be fighting over this. Yeah, that's true. So in order to keep married couples happy and <laughs> less divorce, decrease the divorce rate, I think that was the right thing, Oscar Blues. So is the slogan for Oscar Blues Barrel H1050 keeping married couples happy? <laughs> Tastes like angel sweat. Yes. And tastes like angel sweat. Okay. That's nice. So, wow. Um, this the, God, this beer is everything I wanted it to be. It's oh everything. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He's freaking out. So beautiful. Anyway. Do you need tissue? Um, no. But uh, I'd like to, um, I'd like them to do this every year. And, and like, scale it up enough so that more people can try it. Because I think more people should try it. I, I doubt that a lot of people were able to get a hold of it. And um, it's so good. I think everyone should be able to have some. Is this our only can? Um, no, we have one more. <gasps> Thank you, Mike. We have two cans. Thank you, Mike. Um, also, I will have to say, uh, I... You, like, dogged on Mike. And now... I did. <laughs> it's a love-hate thing, you know? Like, it, you, you know... Guys, you guys are old friends, though. Yeah, exactly. And Mike's an awesome guy. And, but I, you know, I have to give him shit where I see fit, there and he go. does the same to me. That's true, yeah. It's just the way it is, you know. I'm not going to not call someone out for having old, hoppy beers in their store. I'm going to call it out. So anyway, but um, I will say that when I picked these beers up, it was Black Friday. So everyone was going out looking for their Bourbon County by Goose Island. Our county and the county next to us got zero Bourbon County. You know what? That's fine with me because instead I got this barrel age ten fifty, and I'm more excited about this barrel age ten fifty than Bourbon County any day. I mean, Bourbon County's good, but it's not like the best beer I've ever had. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if you know, I, and that's why I was like, I was like, I kind of want to try Bourbon County this year, and I'm like, but I'm kind of over this craze. I think it's ridiculous at this point. But I see that I. Because I might have the ability to get a hold of this barrel age ten fifty, which I've been wanting forever. So hell yeah! So I was super excited for this. I mean, I feel like I have, we have this conversation all the time. You're like, oh, I really, really want to get X Y Z this sought after beer, and I'm like, there are so many good beers out there. 
life is too short, in my opinion, to, like, wait in line for a good beer or spend X amount of money. Like, go, like, there's so many other things to try or things that, like, you might not know is good unless you just try it. This is a topic that we should definitely dedicate a whole episode to, basically about, you know, how much is available now and how chasing beers it's it's going to become a thing of the past, I think, just because there's so much great stuff readily available, and it didn't used to be that way. Yeah, that's so true. chasing was you know that's, made you, sense, but it's, it's only starting way, to yeah, make chasing less. beer was the only way you could get good beer, right. and so now it's, it's like doesn't make sense anymore. So anyway, now it's like okay, well, yeah, basically, but cut, cut me off. This is Oscar Blues, man. And, Boom. Man, okay, well, this rate was like this might have been the best brewery lineup we've had in a. I mean, we always have good lineups, but I mean, this is Yeah, we all, always have good lineups. This is, these are all really good. I'm going to be honest, I can't remember the lineups for any of the other ones right now because this 12.5 is hitting me. Yeah, I know. We need to eat. <laughs> so, yeah, we haven't eaten dinner either. I, so I that's like, he's going to do it to me again. He's going to get me drunk. I'm a lightweight, though. Yeah. So. Um, are we rating these? Yeah. Do we uh, need just, to? I mean, you know, do we give need a to? rank. What, okay, well, your, I think... I, I feel like our ranking is going to be the same. Obviously, the 1050. Mm-hmm. Then for me, it's Hotbox. Yeah. Uh, the last two are very close. I think I might have to do the Priscilla and then the Old Chub. Okay. I think yours is going to be the same. Um, It would be the same, but I could also find myself in a situation where I would switch the Priscilla and, and the, the Hotbox. Hot because I feel like on the merits of the style that Priscilla is. Got it. Yeah. I would put it above the Hotbox, but on my just... Personal preference. Yeah, personal yeah. preference. I would put the hot box above with Priscilla. And for me, so. it depends on time of year. Yeah. You know, like, it's cold out. We got our Christmas tree up. I'm going to go more towards the darker beers. Yeah. But the important thing is this barrel-aged 1050 is the shit. And all 1050 should be barrel-aged going forward. It's just <laughs> where I'm at. No, you can't say all because some people don't like I them. wish it would all be. Well, you. Just saying. But some people don't like... And so, you know, you don't, the 1050 is good by itself. It's not, That's true. Although, but the barrel the, aging is that one little bit extra. I know. Actually, not even little. That one next step. I'm going to find Carlin in bed with a 1050 tonight. Maybe. <laughs> Does that mean I can have the rest of it? <laughs> no. Well, what's the ABV on the regular 1050? I think it's like 10. You're going to say it's yeah. pretty high. So this, this adds like two and a half extra percentage on there. Something like that. So anyway, a uh, great episode, right? Yeah. Uh, hopefully everybody learns some cool stuff about Oscar Blues, and um, uh, hopefully this drives people to go out and, and maybe try some Oscar Blues they haven't tried before. That's that's kind of my aim with these Brewery Showcase episodes, is I want to make people remember be, uh, breweries. You know, like, there's so many breweries out there. You go and you look at a shelf at a liquor store, and you're just like, there's too much to choose from. So when we're doing these showcase episodes, it's giving you the backstory on a brewery, and it's reminding you, hey, there's a really nice brewery out there, and here we're trying some really nice beers. We recommend them. Go try them out. So people seek out these beers. Seek out the hoppy ones if you can find them fresh. Hopefully you can, or close to fresh. But at any rate, Rebecca, do you have anything to say to to cap us off before we sign off? I don't think so. I think you said it all. Yeah, well, nice. Well, then in that case, if I said everything, then you just need to say, go make me some dinner. No. Oh, um, um, that's what I'm going to say after the podcast. Uh, keep it brutal.
This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production. 